All right, say hi to somebody on the way down. Give them a shout out. Give them a high five. Let the love of God flow in the room. Amen. Very interesting. Uh, when I was in prayer for several, several weeks, I kept getting this in the Holy Ghost. And it's good to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We're trained to do that in this church. Amen. If you have not uh, become fluent in praying in the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, is not only in tongues, it's also being praying prayers that are inspired by the Holy Ghost, both in English and in the Spirit. Um, uh, you can you can uh, you can receive that, and we can help you exercise that. Amen. But it's a value. It's valuable to be able to pray like that. And this this word kept coming up in my heart. Apart, apart, apart. And I've learned a long time ago. Don't try to figure it out. Just let it develop. This was several weeks. I've been praying apart, apart. And uh, I was approached about ministering this morning and. Uh, just keep your keep your eyes on Jesus today. God's got something very, very special for you today. And the Lord gave me a greater interpretation of what he meant by that apart. And we have a really great word today. I can't wait to see what he's going to show us all through the word. But uh, the title that I have today is called Come Apart Before You, quote, Fall Apart or Come Apart. <laughs> come Apart Before You, quote, Come Apart. Amen. Lord, thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Lord, these are uh, interesting times <laughs> that we're living in, to say the least. And we thank you for the, the leading and the supply of the Holy Ghost. And I thank you that, Lord, your people have come to hear from heaven. Minister to every heart. To those that are weary, let there be a strong word to lift them up, God. For those that need comfort, let there be comfort. For those that need direction, let there be direction. For those of us that need correction, and we do, we do need correction to have course corrections, let there be correction. But in everything, Lord, build them up by your words in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody said amen. My text today is from Mark 6, verse 31 and 32 in the King James Version. And it says this, I won't keep you all day, but y'all get in faith. Put your ears on. Let's see what the Lord will have us say. I've got way too much material, but that's okay. What we need to do is we need to make sure we follow him. Amen. And he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while for there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. So I want to just bring that little phrase out to us this morning as we begin to unfold what God is trying to say to your hearts, to our hearts. Come you yourselves apart. In other words, these are this is an invitation by the Master to come away, come apart, come uh, have a change to a different kind of a place, to a solitary place, a private place, a solemn place, so that you can rest. And it goes on to have a narrative of what a lot of our lives look like. Come on, if we're, if we're uh, honest about it. For there's so many come and going, there's so much on our to-do list that we don't have hardly time to blow our nose. We don't have hardly time for leisure. Not even, some of us have, are skipping meals, not because the meal wasn't there, but you had to run out the door to, to, to get to wherever that you're going on time. Am I, just, am I in the right place, or does everybody have all this spare time? Because if you have a bunch of spare time, I've got some things for you to do. I'll you know, employ you. <laughs> a lot of times people use this phrase when uh, invited to do something or asked to do something like, I don't have time for that. Well, why is it that I don't have time for that? Because we're so full. Our schedules are so full. There's so much to do. Or there's so much we think that needs to be done. And so if we're honest about it, a lot of times uh, we, we as human beings, we miss out on opportunities because we're too busy. We're so busy, busy, busy. Anyway, I heard a grunt and maybe, uh, hmm. And so maybe we're sort of 
in the right place. Let's, let's go somewhere else. Let's, let's go to Mark chapter 1, verse 35 and 38. This is in the New King James Version. And let's learn something from the Master. It says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, sometimes you've got to get out ahead of it. Either the day is going to run all over you or you're going to rule the day. There's a saying, seize the day. Well, some of us, the day is seizing us. We get up and we're like, oh, I don't even want to get out of bed. There's just so much to do. No, it's time. You've got to do something to get a little traction in your day. A long while before day. Now, I realize that. You know, if you're looking at the context, there's something that happened in Jesus' life. But this applies. I believe there's a blessing on the word today. A long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. There's something about a solitary place. And I realize it's crowded in the Bay Area. But there is something to this this example that Christ gave us. When I was in college, my solitary place was in a car. You know, there's a roommate and all this, you know, and the only place that you can be alone is to get in a car and shut the door. Some of you, you're at work. I'm just saying, figure it out, friends, because if you don't take time to come apart, then you are going to come apart. So it could be your break time where you get into the car, roll up the windows, and you just pull out your Bible and, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I thank you for your presence. You're so good. And you just, you know, you, it, because we live in a realm where there is time, you got to sometimes put on a timer. If you only get a 40-minute break, then tithe some of that break to the Lord. Put the timer on. You know, maybe 10 minutes or something. Seven minutes, something. Just praise Him, seek Him, seek His face in a solitary place. Amen. But look what happens when you do that, when you set yourself apart, when you come apart to be with Him, all of a sudden you've got something to say. You really have something to say. Look what it says after that period. And Simon and those who were with Him uh, searched for Him... And in verse 37 of Mark 1, it says, When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. Just want you to think about that. When you're full of God, people all around you will be looking for you. There's just something about that person. Like, Pastor Brenda shared when she and Sister Janet Brzee went to Southern California there and they're going to the shops. The lady kept coming to him and said, what is it about you, you, you two girls? You're so happy. Oh, we'll tell you in a minute we're shopping first. <laughs> what are you guys on? <laughs> when you take time apart with God, listen, Christian, you don't have to fake it anymore. There's such a confidence in your life that you hear his voice and that he hears your voice. He calls you by your pet name. Hallelujah. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to put it on. You know him. Just like Moses. God said of Moses, for I know him. I know you by name. Yeah, I, I, I know God knows your name. I know He knows your address. But when I say that, I mean He knows where to find you. Friends, I don't know exactly how this happened or when it happened, but I want you to know something. I'm trying to keep it together. Don't let the Latin come out. <laughs> I... Uh, it, was, it started sort of when Andy Osakwe, God bless Brother Andy Osakwe. Thank God for bringing really anointed people in when we need them, right? He just talked about praying in the Holy Ghost. So I just would really make a time to seek the Lord before everybody's up. Hallelujah. When it's still dark outside. And I'd go to a place where I'm all alone. And I'd pray in the Holy Spirit. 
I'd put a timer on because you don't have all day. And then, I, then I learned, I want to go ahead and tell you what Pastor Tom does, a little peek into Pastor Tom's life. And this is what Pastor Tom does, but something happened in me and I want to just share it with you. Is that okay, church? Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to do exactly the, se- the same thing, but maybe you'll get some ideas. Who knows? Who knows? I get up in the morning. I go into that place, shut the door. Jesus said, and when you go to pray, go into your closet, go into your prayer room, go into your car, your van, whatever. The backyard, go, go to, you know, pastor used to go to that Coyote Hills or whatever. <laughs> they would get inspired there, amen? Shut the door, make sure you're alone. And I would set my timer and I would pray in the Holy Ghost. Now for me, it was 10 minutes. I'll start with 10 minutes. And I say, God, this is your time. I don't want to pray anything. This is just you. So I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, things will start coming out. And I'm curious to see what's going to come out of my mouth. Like, apart, apart, apart. That was really strange to pray that. <laughs> but, you know, after, after that timer goes off, if there's an unction, I'll extend it. But if I feel like, okay, well, let's move to the next one. Now, now it's my turn. I want to bring my petitions. And I want to pray some things that are on my heart. So I'll put the timer and I just bring things before the Lord. The Bible says, don't be anxious for anything. But in all things through prayer and supplication with specific requests, right? Let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. Amen. And so I would make my petition regarding my family regarding my marriage, regarding my church, my pastors, my friends, my, my church family, my natural family, and even petitions about the nations and different things that he would put on my heart, you know, that I felt. Then after that, if there's an unction on that, reset the timer. <laughs> I'll follow the unction. But I don't want to belabor this. Then the next, the next put time I put the timer, I open the word, talk to me, Jesus. Now you talk to me. See, I don't know what to pray as I ought, and I sure don't know what to read in the Bible as I ought to. But Lord, what word do I need today? Some, somehow minister to me. You know what? At that time, I open the word. He, knows, he tells me exactly where to read. I read, set the timer, and I go, wow. And then I just read, and he's talking to me. I don't have to fake it. He's talking to me. He's giving me a word that really means something for one of my friends or for one of my family. And uh, then after that, if there's an unction on it, I stay with it. Man, I pull out several more Bibles and commentaries. And I looked up things. But if after, he's, after I've eaten and I'm satisfied, then I'll pull out. Sorry, guys. I pull out a guitar and I'm sitting on the couch and I just begin to sing to God. I just begin to worship him and honor him. And you know, he comes down and he settles into that place. And the most amazing thing is that I'm practicing what I'm preaching today. I'm not faking it. I'm absolutely practicing what I'm preaching. I kid you not. He comes down into that living room. Kimberly came into my private time. Because <laughs> we have a prayer meeting after that. But she kind of came in, and she will tell you. I just began to worship the Lord, and I just strummed a few chords, and a song just came out about save. Save our kids. There's way too many kids that are lost. Save the kids. I'm telling you, it was. I, I, I don't know how it went. I can't remember how it went, but I know God knows how it went, and I know that it's eternal and has eternal value. And I want you to know that, that from that quiet place, I emerged with strength and hope to face the day. Amen. Praise the Lord. And it helped us too a lot, didn't it? <laughs> it was so precious. It wasn't art. It wasn't a jam session, those of you that are musicians. It was Holy Ghost Spirit Song from my heart to His. Oh, one morning, I'll just share this. One morning, I was just taken with the holiness of God. I just began to sing holy. Just holy, holy are you, God. You're holy. Holy, I just, I just, I was so humbled. And he came in and he filled that space again. Hallelujah. 
And then more recently, just so that you, I'm just trying to, I'm just painting with a broad brush right now so that you can catch the spirit of what I'm saying, lest I get a little excited and you lose this. Because it's not, it's not information that you need, it's impartation and encouragement to come apart from your busy schedule before you fall apart or come apart. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Wow, I, I feel his presence. And I, I'm going to do the amplified version first. I thank God for our teams that help. Amen. Are you, um, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. The enemy is on a mission to wear out the saints of God. He really is. That's in the book of Daniel. And you know, God's on a mission to get you to go from one degree of glory to the next. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, I want to tell you, going from one degree of strength to the next and having real strength in your life and having virtue that really is overflowing, that's possible for every Christian. That's an invitation from the throne room of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you mark it down. When a person gets behind the pulpit or even not behind a pulpit, just a, a person opens their mouth and there's virtue coming out, they're walking with Jesus. They heard his voice. They're full of the word. They've prayed. They've dedicated their life to him. Amen. I love that about my church. I love that about my pastors, and I love that about my church family. We have people in this church that seek the Lord. Amen. In earnest. Amen. So anyway, let me, let me go with the message version. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me and get away with me. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I want to pause there for a second. I'm like you, you know, my schedule is sometimes very, very full. Some projects keep me very, very late, and I'll get home on fumes. But trust me, turning on the TV, turning on the television, and watching Popeye is not what's going to strengthen me. <laughs> oh, boy, I try to pick something innocuous, you know. You have to refill. When are we going to get it? When are we Christians going to get it? It costs you something to live life in the earth arena. Not only do you have to put gas in your car, for those of you that have electric cars, you have to charge them, but there is a gauge on it, and it goes from full to not so full to less full to like, you better do something. If you're that Christian that's on the, you better do something, I urge you to come apart before you fall apart. <laughs> Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. I like it. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. I'm not even through half the page and my message is almost going to be over here. Are you tired? Worn out? Now, come on. How many times you thought like, man, I am so tired. Don't raise your hand. Man, I'm so tired. <sighs> Are you tired? Do you feel worn out? Are you, do you feel burned out? He says, Jesus says, come to me. This is not a plastic Jesus on your dashboard. This is not a Jesus on a little crucifix. This is you in a quiet time with him where you hear his voice. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, it says in Revelation. If any man, hello, anybody hears my voice and opens the door, says, I will come into him and I will share a meal with him. One, one version says, I really like, like that meal. And uh, we'll spend some time together and we'll have a good time. <laughs> Jesus wants the, all Jesus is saying is, uh, excuse me, excuse me, hey, hey, excuse me. Can you give me a little time? 
And you know, it helps to do early in the morning. Now, I realize Proverbs says, those that seek me early shall find me. But you know, I realize it's talking about wisdom. And for those of you that want to be skeptical about it, Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. Okay, so you can say if you seek Jesus early in the day and you consult him, amen, then that's, that's the better way to do it. But I'm not a morning person. Well, whenever you wake up, first thing, whenever you open your eyes, do something to invite him in your day. Who was it? Um, he says, good morning, Holy Spirit. Uh, Benny, thank you. Thank you for helping me. Brother Benny, good morning, Holy Spirit. You open your eyes, good morning, Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes I'm waking up these days, it's just automatic. This was so sweet for me when I was worshiping the Lord one day and I sang these words. I heard these words coming out of my mouth. You'll know where to find me. You'll know where to find me. I'll just be here morning by morning. You know where to find me. Can two walk together unless they've made an appointment, unless they've agreed, says an Amos. Is that right? So, you know, I think God thinks that's real special. You hollow that place. You build an altar there. You know, do I have to get stones? Like, come on, don't be literal. You build an altar before the Lord. And you just do something on a regular basis and watch him come down. And hover over you. Amen. You know, doing life like that, man, that helps, doesn't it? Praise the Lord. All right. No, I feel like, I felt like maybe something kind of went down. uh, The enthusiasm, because maybe people are feeling like, gee, Pastor Tom, sorry, man. But let me, let me just help you with something. I'm 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 going to skip. Okay, we'll skip some notes right here. Skip, 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 skip. When's a good time to come apart? Well, for sure, for sure. If, if, if you haven't cultivated, you're working on it, just everybody say, we're working on it. We're working on it. Whatever that time is, you know. Uh, this is a good time to at least, at least have a special coming apart so that you don't come apart. And that's come apart before, well, if, if things all around you seem to be falling apart. 1 Samuel 30, 1 through 19 is such a case. This is David in the account of Ziklag. Do you remember that story, anybody? And he, him and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day. This is 1 Samuel 30, and verse 1, and I'll be skipping around. It says that the Amalekites, they invaded the south and Ziklag and smit Ziklag and burned it with fire. And they took away the captives and so forth. And when they came to the city, whoa, it was burned with fire. And their families, their sons, their wives, their daughters were all taken captives. And then the people, look what it says in verse 4. Then David and the people were with him, lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. That's some serious hurt. And these, and if you skip down to verse 6, David was greatly distressed. That's a real good time to come apart. When you're, when you, I mean, if you've been doing it all along, great. But if, if you haven't, the moment that the stress begins to hit you. I like last week, Pastor Brenda preached, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Hallelujah for that. But you know, every once in a while, something hits you sideways. Am I, am I preaching right now? Is this the right crowd? Or is everybody just kind of faking it out there? But particularly... Particularly when you see distress. It says in verse 6, David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because of the soul of all the people was grieved. And amen, every man for his sons and his daughters and David. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now I've preached about something like this before and I think I'm going to do it again. I'm taking off my coat. Why? Because David said to Abathah the priest, here it comes. Everybody say, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. I haven't done this in a little while. He said to Abiathar the priest, uh, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. You better find your ephod. What's that? <laughs> your ephod is the priestly garment. When you're going to come apart before the Lord and you put that cloak on you, the garments of righteousness, the garment of praise, you put it on. Well, Pastor Tom, I don't feel like it. Exactly. Did you notice that I said you're, it's a put on? Some of you will get that a little later. You're putting it on. 
regardless of how you feel. You've got to find that ephod. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. But not only that, it says that in verse 8, David inquired at the Lord saying. So what he did is he went into that holy place, wherever that was, and he began to pray. And prayer is not just you saying a bunch of mumbo-jumbo words. Prayer is, is a conversation with God. Sometimes prayer is listening. In fact, some of the more productive prayers is if you do more listening and let him do the talking. Have you ever spoken with somebody that talks so much you could hardly get a word in edgewise? Blah, 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 you're trying to dive in. You can't even get in to the conversation. Is that you? Is that me? Sometimes you got to get quiet. We sang the song, Be Still. I wonder what it would take for God maybe send an angel and he might say, Hush, be still, hang on, hold up, time out. Thank you. And then he begins to speak to you. Trust me, we need to hear him a whole lot more than he needs to hear us. Can I say that again? You need to hear him, his voice, a whole lot more than you have to hear your own voice. Because you already know what you're going to say, but you don't know what to do. So you need to hear what he's got to say. So like Patsy Caminetti said, ask me questions. Remember that series on ask me questions? Ask me questions that only I can answer. So David went into that holy place, put on his ephod. I'll go there, Lord. You see, to put on the ephod requires that you put something else off. Put off the garment of worry. Put off the garment of fretting. Put off the garment of bewilderment. Confusion. God is not the author of confusion. And if you go into his presence confused and just babbling a bunch of confusion, you're not ready. You need to put on the garment. (coughs) You need to put on the ephod. Amen. I'm going to get a drink of water. I don't know if that was pastor's water or what. I'm going to come over here. I'm sure it's anointed, but I'm going to give me a... (laughs) Pastor, that is your holy water. No, that's Pastor Brenda's holy water. Pastor Brenda, that's holy water right there. (laughs) All right, just need a little sip right there. Hallelujah. So you put the ephod in, and God spoke to David. What I'm trying to get to you to see is God wants to talk to you. Some people may say like, man, that person's talking to himself, says that, God's talking to him. I think he's got a little problem going on. He worries me. Well, you know what? Like, I know this is a worn out joke, but I'll say it anyway. I'm more concerned about people that don't hear voices, that don't hear God. That's the person that I'm more concerned about. Amen. So, of course, the Lord spoke in verse 8 to David. He said, pursue, for thou shalt surely do what? Overtake them, and thou shalt... Without fail, without fail, no failure here. You are going to do, you said it. Go ahead and say that, Daniel. Recover all. He didn't say sort of, kind of. He didn't say some. He said all. The enemy has come in and sown some things in your life. You get your ephod on, you, you consult with God, and you get a word in your spirit. You're going to recover all. I don't know about you, that would excite me. And I'm pretty excitable, so that means that's, I'd be unbearable to live with. Hallelujah. Uh, definitely for the devil to try to be in the same space with me. Hallelujah. And what happened? You know that he recovered all. 
present-day application is this. I'm going to take my ephod and put it on and put my regular coat on. There it is. Okay. Ooh. Okay, now I took the ephod off. Okay. <laughs> present-day application, 1 Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Uh, just a thought. Remember, when he says watch unto prayer... Remember that that means more than you just talking. That means get into that space where you've come apart with God. Amen? Luke 21, 25 through 38. What does that say? Oh, yeah. This is talking about the end times. And I understand that this isn't exactly where the scripture is describing, like when the Son of Man is coming in the clouds and that. But there are several precursors and models that you can apply. Like, like the Antichrist is not here. We're not seeing the Antichrist, but even John in 1 John said, but there, there's an Antichrist spirit, but there are even many Antichrists. It's already beginning to manifest itself right now. Do you follow what I'm saying? I'm trying to dot the I's and cross the T's a little more uh, scholastically here. But watch this. <clears throat> it will seem like all hell has broken loose. Now, that's somebody's story. I don't know who you are, but that's that's at least in a crowd like this, a family like this, there's at least a handful of people that that's you. That it seems like all hell is broken loose. And it says, sun, moon, stars, earth, sea, and uproar, and everyone everyone all over the world is in panic. Well, we see that quite a bit. Hallelujah. We know it's true. There, there seems to be a lot of things being shaken. But don't you be shaken. You're a part of an unshakable kingdom. Amen. Amen. The wind knocked out, knocked out of them by the threat of doom. The powers that be quaking. See, that is what's happening in the world. We're living in that day today. In the last day. Things are getting really shook up. But we as Christians are to be connected to the unshakable one. His word abides forever. God is in control. Hallelujah. So look what it says here in, in 2 Timothy. I'm just trying to build a case for when is a time, good time to come apart. If, if as, as you're learning how to do this on a daily basis, definitely come apart when you see that the world around you is falling apart. First, uh, Second Timothy 3, 1 says this, But understand this in the Amplified Classic Edition, that in the last days uh, will come or set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Now, I'm going to underscore that in the natural. Hard to bear if you're just in the flesh. But something happens to the Christian. When you're in that secret place and you're able to rise up and you're not afraid, your heart is not failing you for fear, for watching all the things that are happening in the earth arena. The shortage is here. The threat of war over there. The monkey pox, this and that. The, the COVID, the other thing and the other. The, 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 the dollar going down. The people in China, this, that and the other thing. And you know what I mean by that, the people in China. I mean all the people. I'm talking about the threat of war. That's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, there is a settled quality when you know God, because you know in that quiet place, it's also a tower. The name of the Lord is not a weak tower, it's a strong tower. This is gospel truth. And those that run into that name, that name, that name, They are safe. It's real. The safety in God. The safety in His name. He surrounds you as with a shield. Hallelujah. No matter where you live. I saw statistics of uh, one of my nephews lives in in Oregon. He and his family. And uh, I noticed that the crime rate was so high they were doing there's crime rate statistics don't look them up it could get depressing but 
the odds were one in 57 people will have a crime committed against them. You know, and I like, like get their car broken into and then one in 300 or whatever, every 300 will, will experience a violent crime of some sort and this and that. I'm like, man, this is really ugly. Yeah, it is. It is really ugly. But we are surrounded with a great company of angels. And as we dwell in the secret place, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. For he will give his angels a special charge, not just charge, special charge over you to keep you. And I'm going to add in all of your ways of obedience and service. You have a security detail assigned to you. I was looking at the statistics in Oakland. I was looking at the statistics for San Leandro and and for Dublin. And you know what? I was really surprised just how bad it really is. (laughs) Yeah, it is really kind of bad. But thank God for the secret place and thank God for our security detail. Hallelujah. Keeps you in all your ways of obedience and service. You keep yourself in the love of God, saint. And the wicked one touches you not. Hallelujah. Well, how do you access that? We talked about it during the, when we were taking up the offering. How do you ac- access God's provision? You need to read about it, receive it, and activate it, and take it by faith. How do you get healing? Same thing. How do you get protection? Same thing. The just shall live by faith. Uh, You're just that blab it and grab it group. Well, not exactly. This is, I heard it, I saw it, and I accepted it, and then I'm just agreeing with God. And if he wants to secure my church family and hover over them, I'll take it. If he wants to protect Marcy when she's out there ministering and no matter what street, if it's fruit veil, it doesn't matter. I'll receive it for her. Praise the Lord. God is good. I said God is good. Hallelujah. All the time. And by the way, just because you might be in Dublin or Pleasanton doesn't mean that you don't have any problems. I'm going to tell you something. The crime rates are not good all over the place. But the angels of the Lord are greater than they that be with them. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I thought there was a little extra on that here in the Bay Area. So what's another sign that you need to come apart before you come apart? And that's when you're feeling stressed out or uptight or you're short with people. You know... You just, this is so obvious. Please, please don't, don't be insulted because I'm saying such simple things. But, you know, we should be praying every project that you do at work. You should be praying over it. Hallelujah. I mean, I know, I know somebody that just every time they have a, an interview or there's a job opportunity, they, they text me and say, will you agree with me for a, you know, for a good outcome? And this is what's happening in my life. We ought to be praying over things. Praise the Lord. You know why? Because in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Well, when does all this stuff happen? In that time that you've come apart. From all the distractions. Amen. And you bring that petition to the Lord. Hallelujah. And he impresses your heart. And he tells you things. Sometimes he'll tell you something that isn't for years to come. But you just continue saying it. Hallelujah. Some things are for next week. Some things are for a week from now. You don't know. We don't know everything. But the Holy Ghost does. And that's why I'm telling you now. I'm telling you. In Romans chapter 8, I believe it's 26, it says, We don't know how to pray as we ought. We don't know what to pray or how to pray. It says, But the Holy Ghost helps us in our infirmity. What infirmity? The weakness. Like, we don't know all the ins and outs, but we know somebody that does. That's why I like, I love praying in the Holy Ghost. I love praying in the Holy Spirit. Because I sure don't know everything, but He does. Amen. But when you're stressed, stressed out, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, uh, 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 I guess a, a little brief overview of this. This is the story of Martha and Mary. Remember that story about the uptight hostess. 
Now watch, it starts out good. And and don't get me wrong, we start out good sometimes. But we got to finish the race in His grace. You don't want to start out good and then end up in the flesh. End up stressed out. You want to finish your race with joy. You want to finish your race with peace. Amen. And you want to finish your race in one piece. <laughs> in peace and in one piece. Now watch it says in verse uh, Luke 10. And I'll start with verse 38. Now while they were th- on their way, it occurred that Jesus... Uh, It occurred that Jesus entered a certain village and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her house. Well, that's good, right? I said, is that that good? I'm just, just hang with me for a little bit. I'm almost done. That seems like a good idea. Like, oh, Jesus, hey, come on over to my house. That seems good. But you see, when you get into the way that it was all going to work out, it wasn't all that good, right? Because she started inviting him over. But as soon as she invited him in, she got all worried and stressed. Can you imagine? Like, oh, Lord, I just thank you for my church. I thank you for giving me uh, utterance on Sunday. Thank you. Oh, you want me to preach this? Oh, great. And then all of a sudden, I get all freaked out about it. Ugh, don't talk to me. Can't you see I'm studying? <laughs> get the door. I can't get the door. I'm busy. <laughs> Praying and seeking God. I'm, it's like, come on now. She's all freaked out. And he says to her, you know what he said to her? He says, Martha, Martha, Martha. Well, it says, hmm. It says, but Martha in verse 40 was overly occupied and too busy and was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is there nothing... Is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me and lend a hand and to do her part. You know, you know... I'm just going to keep, I'm going to say this and I got to be careful because I I might be indicting myself because I cook in the kitchen. I pull out every pot I possibly can. I dirty every dish I possibly can. I use up every counter I possibly can when I'm cooking. Is that right? I just really make a mess, but it tastes good afterwards. If you feed them, they will come. But man, I'm telling you, she was stressed out. So I'm, I, I just have a simple question. This is not complicated and I'm almost done. When you have that project, when you're getting ready for that class or you're signing up for that, you know, that semester or, or if you're doing this presentation, are you stressed out? Are you tense? Are you, do you feel like your stomach is, is in a knot? Do you know what that tells me? It's time to come apart. <laughs> And, you know, just pray over it. I've had some pretty big projects, you know, throughout my career, my illustrious career at Heart of the Bay. (laughs) And, you know, there are some things I just didn't have the answer to. So I had to pray and seek the Lord. And, you know, supernaturally, he would just tell me what to do step by step. And it's always bite-sized pieces. Remember, Jesus said, come to me, those of you that are weary and heavy, heavy laden, right? I'm going to give you rest. Come and learn of me. See how I do it, it says on the Message Bible. It says, I'm not going to lay something heavy or ill-fitting on you. I'm not here to, to, to step on your last nerve. But it's easy. You're going to be able to, I'm here to help you and you got this. I hear the Lord saying to some of you today, you've got this. Those thoughts of worry that are coming to your mind, that that you're really wondering if you can handle this, I hear the Lord saying, you've got this. I'm with you. I'm with you in it. You've got this. Amen. If that's for you, take it and praise Him. Praise God. We need to know that. Anyway, so if you're agitated, disturbed, or fearful, come on, friends. It's time to take some time apart before we fall apart. Amen? And then, uh, let's see. I I don't want to keep you here all day, although I really do. But uh, I'm going to just read a couple of thoughts here as we're closing. And somebody said, Amen. Okay, just a closing thought on this section, one last scripture on the other side. 
You're supposed to be leading your life by a spirit of peace. Colossians 3 and verse 15, I believe it is. And I like that in the Amplified. I don't know if it's here or not. It says, but it says in Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. Act as an umpire, deciding with finality any and all the questions which may arise in your heart. That's, we're supposed to, we're not supposed to be shook up. If you, if you tend to get shook up easily, work on it. <laughs> Let the Prince of Peace rule and reign in your heart and bring it to the Lord in prayer. Before you take the task on, pray about it. Yeah, but you don't understand. I, I managed 30 people and, and 10 of them are dragging their feet. Pray about it. Pray over your team. Oh, what a novel idea. On your way in to the office, pray, intercede. Here's a novel idea. Take them out to lunch or something. Minister to them. Encourage them. Hallelujah. Find what's going on in their life and minister some heaven in there, praise the Lord, and help them out, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's worship Him for just a second. We worship you, Lord. I pray that you'd help our friends, help us to be led forth with peace and with joy. Yeah, there it is. Listen, the kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but righteousness, that's God's way of being and doing, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, I know we all have assignments. If not all three, one of the three or two of the three, I'm not playing cards here. You got two of a kind. Okay, three of a kind. Who's got a full house? That's not what we're doing here. But all he's saying is, you got this. You can operate in peace. You can operate in righteousness. And you can operate in joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, next thing. I think we got the point across. And I'm going to go with the, la- the last sign about when is it that you need to come apart before you come apart. <laughs> and here's, here's a good opportunity. When you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. <clears throat> I bring the story of Second Chronicles 21 through 30. Is that all right today? I only talked about food one time. That right? You know, French fries and all that. Okay. Second Chronicles chapter 20. The story says this. That, of course, you know that the the various kings of the Moab and Amnon and others uh, and the Ammonites came to do battle against Jehoshaphat. And they were greatly outnumbered. There's a nice one for you. You are greatly outnumbered. You feel cornered, dear God. And you just don't know what to do. And so, that's a good time to come apart. In fact, he called for a fast. It doesn't hurt for you to fast something. Now, I'm not here trying to tell you what to do. But if you turn the TV off, there's the first fast right there. (laughs) Turn the TV off. And stop watching the news. Just shut that off for sure. You know, it makes a difference. Like when you go to get in the car and you turn the radio right on, the Holy Spirit says, eh, okay. No problem. I don't have to turn on the radio. And you just start praying. He wants to talk to you. Amen. And it says here, boy, what verse is that? Oh, verse 11, 12. Look what it says in verse 12. It says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are are upon you. I like that. It rhymes. Songwriters and that like stuff like that. So I'm going to read it again. It says, We have no power against such a great multitude that is coming against us, nor nor do we know what to do. But our eyes, what? Our eyes are on you. Come on, all eyes on Jesus. Wherever it is that you come apart, your eyes have to be on Jesus and on your heavenly Father. Amen, somebody? And of course, 
they were gathered there. Sometimes it's, it may not be a bad idea if you, have a, if you have a company or a family of believers around you and you're all in this together to gather all of them. I just love the way this looked. Don't hide your challenges from your kids. Make them a part of it. It says here, I'm talking about how you seek the Lord. And now all Judah with their little ones. The little ones have to see daddy praying. Not just mommy praying. Their wives, their children. And what do they do? They stood before the Lord. There comes a time where you just need to stand before the Lord. And it might... It might be you and as a couple. It might be you as a family. It might be as men. We're having a men's meeting over here, guys. Come on, sign up. Don't maybe come over there and sign you up. We're going to have a great time in God on the 13th. Come on, sign that sheet up in Jesus' name. How many of you guys going to do it? Just kidding. I'm not going to put you on the spot. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have to take advantage of these times when we gather together. Amen. Wake up the mighty men. Hallelujah. And of course, you know, the Lord gave the plan. This was his plan. Always follow his plan, not yours. A good thing to say when you're in that secret place is, Lord, especially you don't know what to do. Or you may think that you know what to do. Now that's a problem right there. Some of you are so smart and so successful, quote, I got this. I got this. We'll just do because we did it before. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? How'd that work for David? They, they put the, the presence of God on a cart and an Uzzah got hit, got zapped. How do, how's it working for him? How'd it work for Samson when he didn't follow instructions? Come on. He didn't inquire. He says, I'll just get up here and rip these off like before. But the anointed, anointing had departed from him. And when he woke up and he tried to break it, he couldn't break the ropes. Why? Because he, he did not even know that the anointing had departed from him. Don't be like that. Boy, there's something on that. I feel something coming up from Jeremiah that says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. You haven't come this way before. So don't just think that because you did something this way and spoke these scriptures that way, that it was a little formula. Wrong! It's not a formula. It's a father and a son. It's a father and a daughter. And he wants to have communion with you. And he wants to give you the exact instruction of what to do. When you don't know what to do. And I honestly, we're ripe for this one because a lot of us don't know what to do. Things are nuts in our nation right now. I'm just saying. I mean, there's some things going down the pike that thank God I've got Jesus <laughs> to help hold me steady. He's the solid foundation. I'll end on that in a minute. Praise the Lord. But you don't just follow a formula. Please don't do that. That is not what's going on here. You follow, you hear his voice. And I did say communion. That's another thing I started doing. I heard several ministers are doing that several. And and so on a regular basis, my wife and I have communion together. We take the bread. We take the cup. We remember what he did at the cross. We judge ourselves. We judge conditions in our body. We refuse to allow them to be in our body. We judge them. We command those aches and pains and various other things to be removed. We acknowledge his lordship in our life. We drink the blood, not only forgiven of sin, but all of its effects. Hello? Praise God. I'm just throwing a lot of stuff out there today. This is the private life of PT. Sorry, I just thought I'd put it out there. So we already know that... He said, you're not going to have to go out and fight against them for the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Remember that? And so, so in response to that, he had everybody put on their ephods (laughs) and they began to praise God. And you know the story. It's wonderful, especially uh, when things are not going that well. That's a real good time to reach for that ephod 
It's like looks for a time for looks like what did you say? It looks like a, something for Superman or whatever that was. Looks like a case for looks like a job for ephod man. <laughs> Put that ephod on, begin praising the Lord. And so, so uh, here's one that I like to end on, and 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 this uh, honest, this will be the last scripture, and, and then we're, we're going to shout in, in just a little bit. Are you ready, friends? Habakkuk three seventeen through nineteen, one of my favorite scriptures. Though the fig tree, oh boy, hold my mule. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no fruit. Though the flock is cut off from the fold and there's no cattle in the stalls, yet, yet I will put on my ephod and I will rejoice in the Lord. Especially then. Not just, I'm going to do it then, but especially then. Are you getting this? Especially then, put that ephod on. And I would exult in the victorious God of my salvation. Now, catch some of this. I like, I like what it says this in verse 19 in the Amplified a Bible. Notice what it says. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invincible army. He has made my feet steady. That's right. When everything is sinking all around you, that's right. When the economy is spinning out of control, that's right. Stable and sure like hinds feet and makes me to walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. That's the new Amplified. The old Amplified says this, The Lord is my strength and my personal bravery, my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk, not stand still in terror, but walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering, or and responsibility. There isn't one person that that can apply to today. You've got responsibilities. You've got things that you're going through. But praise God, He's making your way perfect. Put on the ephod. And I'm not, I'm not going to uh, belabor the point, but I am going to have you stand to your feet. And I'm going to recite the lyrics to a song. We were going to sing it, but maybe some other time. You'll recall this song, praise the Lord. There is a rock that you can go to. Amen. Where do I go when there's nobody else to turn to? Who do I turn to when nobody wants to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I go, come on, to the rock. I know that he's able. I go to the rock. Praise God. Look at, look at uh, this other verse. Where do I hide? Till the storms have all passed over. Who do I run to when the winds of sorrow threaten or blow? Is there a refuge in a time of tribulation when my soul needs consolation? Where do you go? I go to the rock. Now let's say this together. You know the chorus. I'm pretty sure you know this. I tell you what, that sister Dottie Rambo was anointed. That song's anointed. I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. When all around me is sinking sand, on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. When I need a shelter and when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Let's worship him right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we will have no other gods before you. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with God. We run to the rock of our salvation. We declare it. We stand upon your word in Jesus' mighty name. You are that friend that sticks closer than a brother. You are that shelter in a time of storm. You are that foundation when everything around us is like quicksand. We thank you, Lord, that we are stable and fixed because of you. And we worship you. And I pray for my friends today. The, those that, Lord, that there have been a fiery dart come against them in Jesus' mighty name. I 
I declare and I decree that they are lifted up today in Jesus' mighty name. We put our shield of faith around about our church family and we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And we know, Lord, that you are the glory and you are the lifter up of our head. I thank you, Lord, that you are watching over your flock and watching over your word to perform it. And we receive it right now. I pray, Lord, that as they rise in the morning, everybody is going to rise in the morning sometime, that, Lord, they'll remember. They'll remember to call upon the name of the Lord to make sure that they're coming apart before or lest they fall apart in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Can you give God a shout? Hallelujah. 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 Now, I, I think the devil gets really nervous when you shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. So I'm just feeling like we need to make the devil really nervous. In three, two, one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Woo. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow, that, that, do you know how beautiful that sounds to God? <laughs> he loves it when he hears his people shout a shout of victory. Don't let the devil steal your shout. Every head bowed, every eye closed.